Welcome to Senior Beat. My name is Christine Beattie. I'm the director at the Madison Senior Center, and today joining me is Laura Hunt, who is the program coordinator at the Madison Senior Center. And uh, we are ready. We are very ready <laughs> to talk to our first guest in this segment, and we're going to be talking about a group called Ready. And we have with us Marion Jackson and Frank Alfano, who have been involved with this group for a long time. So tell us about Ready. Okay. Well, Ready was originally formed at Oscar Mayer in Madison by a group of people who were retiring. This was in 1993. Mm -hmm. And um, they still wanted to work together with their friends that they had known while they were at Oscar Mayer. And they wanted to do good in the community. So they thought, well, maybe we'll form a volunteer group. And at that time, Doyle Wilkie, who is still a member of our group and active with us, um, spoke with a friend of his, Kathy Martinson, who was at United Way, mm -hmm. and uh, told Kathy what he wanted to do. And Kathy had some suggestions on how to get this group going. And so um, she was instrumental, and Doyle, and a few other Oscar Mayer people, and we just started forming a group that could help in the community. Well, they actually helped the Madison Senior Center for many years. Oh, did they really? Yes. Um, we would call up a coordinator, and they would send out this group of people to us, very active, very energetic folks, and they would do like um, a big project for us for maybe two or three hours, and then they'd all go off. And it was wonderful to have that kind of a core of really energetic and good people to help out for projects. But frankly, I, I mean, what does READY stand for? Because it's, our, it's a period after each of the letters in READY, right? What does right. that stand for? Frank? Well, basically it stands for retired individual. Yeah, screw that one. <laughs> retired employees are dedicated individuals. Wow. All right. So, and they're ready to help and ready to serve Always. the community. Always. That's great. Well, we all know Oscar Mayer is no more. So what's going on? What next? Huh? What's happening? Well, fortunately, Kathy Martinson is still at United Way, and Doyle Wilkie is still with us. And when Oscar's decided to close, uh, Doyle had contacted Kathy to see if you'd, we could go under United Way, and that's what we're doing right now. That's We've great. merged. It's great for, you know, both organizations, mm -hmm. but even more so, it's great for the individual. Uh, we have 165, 70 members, you know, and if it wasn't for going with United Way, we don't know where those people would be doing volunteer work. Right. Right. And the impact in the community would be tremendous. Right, right. That's a lot of people. Um, do you have certain hours that you are available, or is it pretty open? Well, it's pretty open. Mm -hmm. It depends on the project. Some are in the morning, some are afternoon, some weekends, mm -hmm. you know, like golf tournaments are on weekends, mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. like that. That sounds like a tough one. <laughs> no, it is, yeah, right. Sitting in a golf cart. Sitting in a golf cart, yeah. Oh, I love yeah. your I love your T-shirts, by the yeah. way. They're really very colorful and really nice. Um, so, you said about 160 people, and earlier you were talking about the scope 
of this support in our community, which is great. Um, something like uh, 38 different agencies right. that you've served, and how many hours? Well, last year we had over 5,300 hours. Uh, the year previous, we were still trying to rebuild our core mm -hmm. of members, mm -hmm. and we were able to add, I think, 43 members last year, and we're still on the upsweep of adding members. We have people who are on our volunteer list, but they don't volunteer maybe once or, but once or twice a year yeah, sure. because they're either unable to do that. We try to offer a variety of product, mm -hmm. uh, projects for mm -hmm. people to do in the Madison and the surrounding community. And, you know, like Sun Prairie, we work at the Colonial Club there. Wonderful. But we have such things as Prairie Burns, which they're working in um, different communities like Wanakee and Middleton and making wherever. Making sure those prairies bloom. Yeah, making sure they bloom. So, yeah. Yeah. And one of our biggest uh, projects is Second Harvest. Yes. We're there every um, Thursday now, mm -hmm. except if there's five Thursdays in a month, we don't go that day. <laughs> you know. But uh, we, we uh, pack food for them, and they're, they're very appreciative, and I think our volunteers enjoy doing that. Yeah. It's one, of the, one person asked me one time when I was talking at United Way about what a group does, do we have any get-togethers or socials? Mm -hmm. And I go, if you come into Second Harvest and you see Reddy's there, it's going to look like a social. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah. party. It's going to be a party where we enjoy being with each other, yeah. and we welcome in new members. We have new members from all over the community now. Right, because retired employees doesn't have to be just Oscar Meyer. It doesn't. It can be anyone who's retired is what you're telling me, right? Or someone who's not retired and wants to volunteer with us. Right. Because you, you know, would have things. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. you would have things maybe on Saturday or yes. something Some where. Evening. Yeah, mm -hmm. excellent, excellent. So, um, so the partnership with United Way is more like a sponsorship. Is that how you would describe it? What do the What does United Way do for you then? Well, you get like when we are, and I'm an Oscar Mayer employee, or excuse me, retiree. Mm -hmm. You know, and United Way gave us the opportunity of having a website. Oh, good. You know, okay. and Facebook, mm -hmm. you know, social media. Great. You know, to advertise the different requests we have for Great. projects. Uh, it gives us a home base yep. for our meetings. Because you operate you know. as a board, and I think you are officers, aren't you? We are. We're actually a leadership committee. Okay. Because United Way has the board. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We're under their board, and I'm the chairman, okay. and Frank is the vice chair. Vice chair, great. Right. So you have a leadership yeah. group. We do, and we have um, 15 people on our committee, two members from United Way, mm -hmm. and then the remaining are from um, our group, yeah. our, basically. Yeah. And right now we're in the process of expanding that board. Wonderful. Yeah. Does That's United great. Way refer projects to you? They do. Mm -hmm. They do. They have um, allowed people to contact them and they can uh, request help. What we generally do is receive the name of the project and the type of work it's going to be and a contact person, how many people they need, and one person, a coordinator mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the board, will contact them. And if it's a fit for us, because we have gotten some requests that really, like one-on-one, -on -one, we don't do that. We mostly do group projects, mm -hmm. and we right. kind of have an, a rule of five or more people. Sure is what we would like to see, Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, And we've had new projects this last year. We got involved with the Madison Metropolitan School District. Oh, 
through United Way, yeah. they contacted us, and this was this great project. I don't know if you heard of it or not. It was called Future Quest, oh. Oh. and I it was really it was really interesting. It was a program for uh, seventh and eighth graders in the Dane County area. There was 5,300 children wow. that came to the so Alliance they Center. Everybody in Ready, I bet. We uh, had many, many of us deck. were there <laughs> helping with that. It was very interesting, and it was a learning curve for them as sure. well as us. Sure, you know. But we um, we got in over 200 hours there. Wonderful. Well, tell me, um, you know, you've really sparked my interest in mm -hmm. terms of this. Where do we get a hold of Ready? What's the phone number, or what's the correct way? Oh, look at that. He... Okay. The phone number, 608-246-4356, or the website would be unitedwaydanecounty.org. And hold that up, uh, Frank. So that's a volunteer brochure that you've developed that might be helpful and give more information to uh, people as well. Yeah. That's great. So they go to the United Way website and they'll be able to find your group under or volunteer. Okay, under volunteer? Under volunteer. Click under volunteer and then you'll see a list of volunteer groups okay. and are ready. In fact, it actually says retired employees are dedicated individuals with ready behind that. Behind yeah. That's yeah. nice. And go to that website, tells you about us and how you can get in touch with us. Another thing that we, you know, we're talking about our volunteers. We can accommodate people if they, you know, have to use a wheelchair or walker or anything like that. Good. You know, and it's not physically demanding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're old. <coughs> okay. And glad of it. Oh yeah. And so there's a variety of projects too. Then that, like, somebody may, may may need to stand for one project, but there'll be another project where it doesn't matter. Exactly. exactly. Okay. At Second Harvest, we have some people sorting meat, mm -hmm. and they're, they're in a cold room and they're working off a conveyor belt. But if that's not something that works for you, if you can't stand, they also need people to put labels on bags, mm -hmm. ingredient labels. Mm -hmm. And so we have people come there and they do that. And they enjoy it, and I usually bring donuts, and, and we take a break, and we have some donuts and laugh and get to know each other, and yeah. it's a, a really good deal. You know, this, this is, um, I've been doing a lot of reading about volunteer service, mm -hmm. and uh, obviously it's doing really a lot of wonderful things in our community, but I think, Frank, you were saying earlier, it does something for the person who volunteers, and I think you're getting at that. It's so important. How would you describe how this volunteer service works for you? Well, you've seen reports all years, you know, that once you retire, keep your brain active. It makes longevity for you. Yeah. And you get into groups like Ready, you know, you go out, as you want, maybe once a week, twice a week, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It gives you a reason to get up in the morning, mm -hmm. get out of the house for mm -hmm. two, three, four hours, whatever. Mm -hmm. You're with people, you're socializing, mm -hmm. you know, you're doing some good in the community so you you can see, you know, work, a result of your work exactly. is helping people. It could be, I do some things with kids that have cancer mm -hmm. with ready, you mm -hmm. know, older adults. Uh, heart attack survivors, stroke mm -hmm. survivors, mm -hmm. you know, you're helping all these people. It mm -hmm. makes you feel good. Yeah. You know, you've accomplished something rather than sitting home 
don't get me wrong, watching TV all the time. Yeah. You know. There's and, only uh, so much of that that can stimulate your brain. Exactly. And yeah. and I, I your example, Marion, of, of being in kind of a new situation with 5,000 kids, I bet your brain cells were popping. Oh, they were, <laughs> definitely. And, Especially that age group. Especially that age group. So much energy. Yes. And it was, uh, I just felt like it was such a great opportunity that we were offering our youngsters coming up in this community. We had rooms full of possible occupations that these kids could think about. Yeah. Got them yeah. off of their computers. Yep. Everyone <clears throat> was there. We had the city bus. We had policemen, firemen, hairdressers, Gunderson Funeral Home. Yeah. Everybody was there talking about the kind of careers kids hadn't thought of. Yeah. And it, it just makes you feel so good to have been part of that. Well, and I think, too, I think that when kids see older people as active mm -hmm. and involved citizens, that can't but help do some good it, in it, itself. Definitely. You know, it makes it a big difference. It gives them positive role models. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, again, it's not just for Oscar Mayer retirees, no. um, but... We are thankful that Oscar Mayer retirees started this wonderful group because now others can be involved. And so let's do, Frank, get that brochure out. Let's do that phone number again. Area code 608-246-4356 or unitedwaydanecounty.org. Is the website. Is the website. Right, where they can get more information about what's going on. Thank you so much, Marion and Frank, for being here. And I'm really jealous of that T-shirt you're wearing, Marion. I, I think we'll, we'll have to join. Yes. We'll yeah. We'd be happy to have Just you. for the T-shirt. Thank you again for Thank being you. our guest today. Thank you. We'll see you in a minute for our second segment of Senior Beat. Welcome back to Senior Beat. My name is Christine, and this is my uh, colleague at the Senior Center, Laura Hunt. And we're talking about really exciting volunteer opportunities, as this is um, the month of National Volunteer Week. And so we talked about a local volunteer program, but now we have an exciting opportunity to learn more about a project that is international in scope. And I am so happy to introduce our guest today because I spent 13 days with these folks in Ghana. 
and learned so much and found the people and the country very beautiful. But we had a reason for going to Ghana. And today, Dr. Mary Crave is with us. She works with uh, 4W at the university, and that stands for Women and Well-Being in Wisconsin and the World. And uh, uh, a wonderful resource. She's been working in Ghana for many, many years. And our other guest is Mary O'Brien. We have two Marians. And um, Mary O'Brien is a retired healthcare administrator, and she is a colleague of mine in the Rotary Club of Madison. The Rotary Club of Madison is about 500 members strong and is the 71st club in the nation, in the world actually, out of 32,000 clubs and like 1.2 million members. Um, so we're very proud of that. And the Rotary Club in Madison is also usually identified as either the eighth or ninth largest club in the world. So we have a lot of resources. Um, but Mary, you're involved with the International Committee of Rotary Club. That's correct. And so I'm assuming you can tell us a little bit about how this project came to us yes. at the club. That's one thing that makes um, Rotary different than a lot of other local or uh, clubs like the Lions or Kiwanis is that we are very international focused as well. So um, our Rotary Foundation wanted to do an international project and we wanted to put considerable funds behind it which are matched then by Rotary International and by a district Rotary. And so we looked at about 14 different projects um, to see which one we could do and carry on for at least three years. And in looking at all those projects, we came across the one that Mary Crave had presented with the Global Health Institute from the University of Wisconsin. And this particular project would help girls in Africa, particularly Ghana, areas of Ghana, to um, stay in school and by doing so, um, you know, become educated young women and not become pregnant at an early age. And one of the things that they had difficulty with was affording anything during the time they have their periods. So their menstrual period, they would stay out of school. So we teamed up with a company Just called... Just think about that. I know. One week out of every, every single month. month right. And that probably would lead them to drop out of school, yes. wouldn't it? I mean, yes. isn't that... Part yes, of the idea? that's it. That's the whole thing. And then yes. they get married or they, you know, have children early or, or things like that. So we teamed up with another organization called Days for Girls who makes these dis kits with, uh, with reusable menstrual um, uh, information. Yes. And they can, they're usable for three years. And so that's why we decided this project with the help of Mary Crave and uh, the Global Health Institute at UW was one that we wanted to proceed with. So out of those uh, many different proposals, we were able to choose this one to work on with our membership. Yes. And Mary, talk a little bit more about your, ex your experience in Ghana and also this project. Well, this project is uh, based on um, some programs uh, similarly that have been going on ar around the world for a few years. Uh, we teamed with an organization called Days for Girls because it describes so aptly um, that it provides more opportunity for girls and, and what would you do with five more days every month, as they say. Exactly. So uh, in this case, we hope that it's, uh, girls will be staying in school. So uh, the, it involves a, a couple of different phases. Um, the, um, the Days for Girls trainers go out to schools 
and do about a two-hour uh, program, uh, interactive educational program about puberty and menstrual hygiene and just about the sense of it's okay to be a girl, this is normal, uh, and um, you are a powerful person and should not be ashamed of um, a normal uh, life cycle. Um, uh, bio exactly, exactly. Uh, so they train the girls and they get a menstrual hygiene kit then at the conclusion of that. And that includes some pads and some underwear, washcloth, soap, um, and uh, some basic necessities that they might need in a cute little backpack, and, and as the, uh, the photo shows. Uh, they also work with the boys at the same time, and they have a curriculum called uh, Men Who Know. And the idea is that they understand what girls are going through a bit about their own uh, changes as uh, they go through puberty, and also to not shame the girls, but be, to be supportive of them. Uh, we want to make the project sustainable as well, so uh, some of the funding goes to train small groups of entrepreneurs or enterprises, uh, usually women, to make and sell these kits uh, in their own community. And so as girls um, get older or they need new kits, have a younger sister, um, more and more girls uh, come into, we're working with junior high age girls specifically, mm -hmm. uh, um, then they're able to reach them. Junior high is a vulnerable time for a lot of uh, girls um, as their bodies are changing and there tends to be a big dropout between primary and junior high and then from junior high to senior high. So we hope to capture those girls at that vulnerable time. What uh, phase are we in right now? Well, this is, we're in the, just starting the second year of a three-year project. We worked with a particular community in the Rotary Club in, a town, in, in an industrial town along the uh, coastline. And uh, next year we'll be working uh, further north in the uh, eastern region of the country. Um, and we're going to have an additional partner, which is 4-H in Ghana. And one of the H's in 4-H, as many viewers will know, is Hey, health, yeah. that's right. Sure. So gender equity and health issues are an important part of the 4-H curriculum. So right. they have ready entree into the schools, which will help us. And I, Mary, um, we also know that one of the things that Rotary International is really um, thinks is important, and we do too, is to always partner. Always partner with the local resources, with the local Rotary Club, and that includes uh, increasing the ownership of the project um, and really helps. Um, are there any other, um, you said that Rotary International provides some funding. The district provides some? Yes. Okay. And we, um, whatever funds that we can raise uh, in our local club can be matched by the district club, and then both the district club and our club's money can be matched by Rotary International. That's really, you know, you're, you're really expanding yes. the resources that way right. by so using... 25000 can become 125000 yeah, very wonderful. quickly. So. so for a project like this, what does that money go towards? Does it get everybody over there, or does it cover the cost of supplies? No, it covers mainly the cost of supplies, exactly. Um, we, and the and cost of people that are working on the ground for us mm -hmm. over there, um, we as Rotarians that went over to see the project funded our own ways over there, so wow. we did not use any of the funds for right. that. Right. And that's one of the benefits that's of Rotary benefit. is yeah. a lot of times um, as an organization, 100% of the funds that anybody donates goes to the project. Right. Because Rotary International invests funds and, does, and then just has their administration off of the interest on those funds. Yeah. So 100% of what you donate goes toward whatever right. projects. And, and I can speak to the fact that this was an exciting, wonderful trip led by Dr. Mary Crave, who knows her way around in Ghana. Um, 
and uh, what a joy to be able to meet those people and be a part of uh, those communities we had. It was it was excellent. So. Um, and there, another part of this project is there is some research involved in in what we do in Ghana. So could you speak to that a little right. bit? Uh, menstrual hygiene management is uh, sort of a new awakening for a lot of people. And as you said, you were familiar with the concept, and most of us in the Western world are not with how this uh, is one barrier that keeps girls from succeeding in school and, and persisting in school. Um, so our goal is to, uh, one of our measures will be, do girls uh, attend school more frequently as a result of having these kits? We know there are other factors, perhaps having to stay home and work with their mother or work in the market or help with a family member and so forth. But um, we uh, have preliminary research from Uganda uh, from Days for Girls that showed that dropout rates in one school um, low, uh, dropped from 36% to 8% after the girls had these reusable kits. So that's, yeah, that's, it is very significant. Uh, in Kenya, school retention rates rose from 75 to 96%. So that's also very impressive. Um, it's still too early to know that in um, uh, how that is, um, what the numbers will be in Ghana, but we are evaluating at the end of uh, um, every couple terms to see how the, the girls are doing and um, if it has made a change in their ability to go to school and other benefits too. And sure. when some of the girls say they just feel more powerful and more confident yeah. and they're not embarrassed to have to go up to uh, work in front of the classroom at the chalkboard, for example, because yeah. they feel uh, more confident. So that uh, is also an important measure, I yeah, think. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's so important that the young men have a curriculum too that uh, men in the know, it, yes. sounds, yes. it yes. sounds strong yes, it and does. good, doesn't yes. it? Well, and, and I couldn't help but notice that um, we have the same kind of problem in our country. It's not as though this problem is isolated in third world countries. Um, our current food stamp program, for example, does not pay for any kind of uh, feminine hygiene projects, product, uh, products. And in uh, our food pantries, it's an item that's sorely needed. So. Um, we have the same problems all over the world. It doesn't matter where you go that we may have that problem as well. So um, now you've worked in Ghana before, and what you are someone who teaches extension and world health. and tell, Just give us a little bit of that background, please. I uh, keep changing my elevator speech as, as I uh, move throughout my career. But... Um, uh, extension, I consider myself an extension methodologist, and extension is a term that's used a little differently in each country, but the idea is non-formal and community-based education. So rather than standing in front of a classroom, many people teach and learn by sitting under a tree in a church uh, basement in somebody's living room uh, in a community uh, group like, like you might be having or a community center. So we call that extension education, and we're extending resources from uh, in this case, um, in my case, the University of Wisconsin uh, to the people. And so um, I focus a lot on how to work with people who might be uh, lower literacy uh, or have no education and how to um, plan, teach, and, and then evaluate the outcomes of programs like that. Sure. And there's an entrepreneurial part to this, mm -hmm. too. Mary, did you want to say something about you know, the, the entrepreneurial part um, is that we expect and, and are supporting local women to take up this project and work on their own. So we did visit with one group of women, there were four of them present when we met with them, that are starting to make the kits on their own. And so then it, it can be something that they can redo 
um, on a regular basis. And several of the parents of the girls who gave these two were interested in having the kits. So they're that. willing to buy them. And the cost of the kits over there is about um, $15 U.S. No, no, no. no, no. More like uh, $6, $6 U.S. Yeah. And they last for three years, so that's a lot less than buying the disposable products oh, at, oh, out in the store. Oh, so yeah. so that would give these women an opportunity to make money. So we're and, talking um, about cottage industry yes. for the women yes. that then, yeah. And what we know about women and their families is that when women receive money, they invest it. In their families and their children and in that home again. Mm -hmm. So it's so important that young women get this chance at education because it makes a difference so uh, dramatically to them. So um, I think some of we might have sparked an interest in some of our viewers, I hope. So where can they learn more about this project? They can call the Rotary office at 255-9164 and ask to speak to Pat or Jane and get more information on this, or they can email the Rotary Office at rotaryoffice at rotarymadison.org. Excellent. And Excellent. get more information on the project. Yeah. Because there's also a local match that we are going to right. uh, support as well. So Correct. Uh, wonderful trip. I also should add that uh, there are high school Rotary groups in Madison called Interact, and they are making beaded bracelets. I bring the beads from Ghana. They sell them to their classmates, and they're making a lot of money. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and they can, uh, that helps support the project, too. So young women and men here in Madison are also learning how to contribute to a, a, a global, world, project. global project. Right. Wonderful. Thank you both for being our Thank guest you. today. Thank you. We've enjoyed talking with you about the project. Thank you for being such wonderful companions on that 13-day adventure. It was my pleasure. Excellent. Come back next month and see us at Senior Beat. Thank you.